Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the show. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you with another one. And today we're talking to a local artist, Thomas Anir. He is a local artist based in Fredonia. Does amazing paintings. It really, and we're going to get into it, but I feel like it really showcases, I, wherever you're at, it showcases the beauty. But, you know, as we're talking here on a local scale, I mean, really brings out the beauty in a Western New York and the surrounding area. So we're going to get into some art and talk with Thomas. So let's do it. Thomas, how are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me down here. So, I mean, to start off, you know, it, we're, we're in the beginning of the new year. I just met you at the end of uh, last year. This, this early on, I mean, projects, are you working on projects this early on, like doing paintings and things like that? Or have you kind of had time to like take a break and take in 2023 and kind of slowly get back into things? Well, you could say that uh, December is always a slow month. It's uh, busy because you've got sales, but kids finishing up school. My wife's a professor, so finishing up the semester. Um, so not very productive in December. But uh, January, we're hitting it hard. Um, we went on a cruise, and I did a ton of drawings, a little Caribbean cruise, getting the sun, get out of the snow. Uh, it's always nice when you leave in a blizzard and then you know <laughs> come back to gray. <laughs> like, beautiful gray. But... Um, so I'm doing a series of uh, paintings in January from basically drawings and photos I took on the cruise and uh, really thinking about like clouds and kind of infinite things. Um, you know, there's this elegant system that's going on right now. I'm going to showcase it this summer at the art trail uh, at my studio. But um, it's uh, really looking at clouds and how they work as a cooling mechanism, but also like you know, when you're on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean and you look out and there's just an infinite number of clouds. <laughs> They're a simple but elegant machine that is just a cooling action. And um, so the stories that go with that are kind of fun. And it's it's really just visually explaining weather. Um, but we were lucky to see some uh, some interesting weather phenomenons that uh, that they get every day out there, you know. But for us in Western New York, we're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, no, that is aw- that is awesome, and it's. I mean, you're you're like jumping right into it this year. That's why I was wondering yeah. if I'm like, because well, actually, before I get into that, I mean, to talk about your art, and uh, I mean, we can pull it up here in a second too, and like look at it. But like, kind of kind of the weird part. But maybe you maybe you've done this before. I mean. How do you describe your art to someone who hasn't seen it? Like someone who's not looking at it. Like when I met you, it's very easy. You know, you had art all around. I could see your work. Like how do you kind of describe what you do to somebody? How do you kind of describe your art? Well, I'm going to say that I live and breathe color. And uh, I'm kind of an impressionist painting. I used to call myself a postmodern impressionist. And uh, a, a lot of color theory and a lot of political nonsense and I used to do paintings that were political and what we're fighting about and what we're fighting for Um, but then September 11th happened and I said you know what there's just a a lot of bad out there in the world and let's 
focus on what's good. And for me, that's the land and the beauty of the landscape. So, and sort of America and all of our resources and those things. So that's when I really started doing the landscape paintings. And there's several different bodies of work. If you go to my website, which is just thomasanier.com, um, if you have any trouble finding it, just put in Fredonia Artist. Come should come right up. I think when I Googled you, you came up like just your name. I think you were like the first thing that came yeah, up. Yeah, it, it should come up. It's a simple Google site. Um, I build up sites for artists. And uh, the idea is work with what's there and, and build things. But what do you really need is a communication tool. So for me, it's an electric business card. It's a archive. It shows you a history of the works, but it also shows you the most current things and um, what's available too. So um, I guess when you first come to the website, you're going to see five or six images. Yeah, it was something like that, I would say, and very beautiful images, if I, if I might Thanks. add. There's, and, and you're immediately going to see that there's just so much color. Um, I spent a lot of time exploring a regional landscape and finding just some of these killer views that are out there. And then thinking about what the land is worth and how it works and how it works with the weather and just sustainability issues and really what does this landscape mean? You know, and it's a landscape that was carved by basically the retreating glaciers, you know, I don't know. It, it, we do. We live in an interesting area. I mean, again, you, you kind of highlight, like, I mean, the area and all the cool, like, different things about it. Like, I guess, I guess, too, like, with that, did you have an eye for those things before doing art? Like, were those things that you noticed before you painted them? Like, were you going out and, like, looking at these landscapes and kind of looking at the detail of things? Was that, a, was that a thing you paid attention to or was that something that kind of came when you started doing art or thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on this? I'm going to say that as, like most artists, um, there's a visual acuity that you're, my whole life I've focused on these things. Um, in my adult life, I've refined it. And part of being a professional artist is really finding your voice and what is speaking to you and creating a coherent, logical progression for the work. Um, so, so yeah, you know, before I moved here, I was very unfocused because I worked full time as a restaurant manager and a bartender. And while my wife was finishing up her doctorate at Penn State and um, I did things, you know, I, I probably did two paintings a month and it was largely commissions. And, you know, I would do some things that would uh, speak to me. But uh, I think if uh, I graduated from Rutgers, got my BFA from there and I think if they looked at me now, they'd be like, oh, he's just a landscape painter or whatever. But that I would challenge because there's a specific message behind what I'm painting and why I'm painting it. And um, there's a theory behind it and a land use ethic. And there's questions that it's asking and answering and suggesting. And um, I think that's where you get into like a mature body of work. Um, so it's, it's really fun. But, you know, part of it's just getting out and exploring the land. Yeah. And you'll, I look for certain things and I teach my students certain things to look for. Um, but once you train yourself to see it quickly, it's, it's just there. Um, when I'm really painting a lot in the summer, um, everywhere I look is a painting. <laughs> you know, you see the potential of it all. Well, I was going to ask you that. Can you turn it off? Because I could also see, I mean, if, if the whole thing is, I mean, you're looking for landscapes. I mean, all you have to do is walk outside and I feel like, it's, there's a potential for landscape somewhere. Yeah. There's something you, you could see. Like, I mean, I, I'm assuming you can't turn that off, or can you? 
Yeah, sometimes it's easier to see than others. <laughs> the, the oppressive Depending rest where of your at. gray can be a, you know. <laughs> but you, at the same time, still, even with the gray, you got to know the time of day to go out yes, and focus true. on it. Because in the evening, it usually does do some beautiful things, and the light changes and underlights things. A, a good friend of mine who's a photographer, Pat Stokes, goes down to Point Gratchet almost every evening and photographs the sunset from there. And you can follow him on Facebook and see what it is to be there every night of the year um or i'm going to say probably 85 percent of the nights and um so we've worked in tandem too where he'll get a great shot of an ice volcano going off you know or the hummocks or a sunset and then i'll do a painting kind of based on his photographs and when you go to the home page on my um on my site you're going to see i think two beautiful paintings of point gratchet one was the best summer the sunset from last summer and um he has some photographs from that same night. And uh, it was kind of fun because a lot of friends were out that night. And it was just one of those nights where the sunset called to everybody and said, come, nice. come look at me. In fact, we had one like uh, two weeks ago when we were on vacation. And I was watching on Facebook going, oh, God, if I was at home, I'd be painting this. <laughs> and it was a real red sunset. And, um, but everybody put pictures on it from Penn State down in State College, PA, all the way up to here. Jeez. It was doing something. And, uh, you know, it was amazing. And I'd, I'd hit save on the photos. And, you know, I'll probably do a painting based on their photographs. And um, But just that's that's the beauty of where we live, man. We uh, we have sunsets and sunrises and spades. You just got to know where to go to see it. Well, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, working, you know, with you working on landscapes and stuff. I mean, yeah, we do live in a place where, I mean, it's not like it's it's the same weather all the time every day of the year like we have seasons like you're saying it's like if you go out this hour of the same day you may get something totally different than this hour you know you kind of like have to navigate that and like figure that out i guess yeah absolutely um all the landscape painters and the photographers we're, we're all like amateur meteorologists because you know we pay a lot <laughs> of it because you're like okay am i gonna have what i need tonight are the conditions right am i gonna be able to do anything or, or should I do something else? Should I focus on, you know? You ever have to, like, improvise that? Because that's a good point. Like, I mean, if you're going, I guess the objective is to go get, like, you know, landscape on a really nice sunny day or, like, a really nice sunset. And then, you know, I don't know, rain happens or something. Yeah. Like it happens here in unpredictability. I mean, have, you ever do that where you kind of have to improv and maybe change things up a little bit, oh change God, up yeah. your plans? That's the beauty of uh, painting over photography. Um I have built-in Photoshop. You know, whatever I need to change, I can just change it right then and there on the canvas. You know, if I need to move that tree, boom, it's gone. Uh, I paint my wife's garden. I do a whole garden series in the spring as a lead-up to the art trail. And um, I move plants around all the time, you know, because, I, hey, I need this little splash of color here. That's really beautiful, but I need it to be over there. And so it's true to life, but at the same time, you the feeling and composition, it's got to be exciting. It's got to be right. So. I love that idea, though, too, where, like, even when you're looking at it, you're like, like I mean, you're just looking at, a sand, a, like, a landscape, but going, like, this one little thing should be over here in the room. Like, just that, just that attention to detail, yeah. I guess, of, like, where I don't think most people would think of that or see it that way. Like, I love that idea of, like, just looking at something and going, like, well, this is great, like, you know, 95%, but there's, like, move this a little to the left, put yeah. this over here. Like, over I, here. I like that. One of my good friends, uh, Jamie Hogard, he's got a beautiful painting, I'm sorry, beautiful photograph of up, up in Zor Valley. I think it was the Deerlick Preserve. And there was this branch in his way and he went to extraordinary lengths to move this branch that was right in the middle of the scene. But he was dangling himself out of 
over you know a hundred foot cliff to get this branch <laughs> out of the way, you know. And had he gone over, there would have been nobody there to help him, <laughs> you know. He should and have it, been painting. He could have just he could have just yeah, taken just it out and painted it. It's uh, but it's a great photo, and uh, but that's also part of the fun. That's why people part of why people buy the works is there's a story behind every painting and photograph. And um, I mean, just looking at my website, you and I, we shared a lot of different stories. Um, I love thing, looking through this thing. You're a great website. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. So like, if you go to the homepage, and um, you're going to see five fun images from this past fall, um, and it's a, it's a nice collage. If you scroll down just beyond the sweet spot, there's a, a button that says "Start Your Adventure Here," and then that takes you to the galleries page. And then from there, you've got a couple of choices. You can see the recent works, which are all of the works in chronological order uh, for the most part. And then you have available works, which is, hey, everything that hasn't sold. Then you get to limited edition prints. And then you go into the solo shows. And then New York paintings specifically, and then travels. Now, a lot of these galleries are unfinished because this is basically a massive archive. I've done 700, let's see, the painting I did yesterday was 716. Wow. You know, so that's that's a lot. Yeah. And, um, the website gives you an opportunity to constantly, like, create shows and go back and be like, hey, I'm going to give you this snippet. Like, when you go into New York, I think there's, a, there's a specifically a gallery for just Lake Erie images. And then there's another one that's tributaries. And then there's another one that's just Zor Valley. And you can put them into that specific context and view them that way. But then if you go to the solo show page, which lists the solo shows, but not all of those galleries are built, um, you're going to see all of the solo shows that I've done. And my goal is to actually create them in so that you're seeing it as it was hung. So if you came into the gallery, the first image you see is the first image you would see, I say, on the left, you know, and then work your way around the room um, and then put up a lot of the original text that went with it. Um, my wife teaches uh, sustainability, modern literature, and um, environmental literature at the college. And so often with my shows, you're going to get a lot of text, famous quotes from people. Nice. You know that um, that just fit the painting. The National Parks show I actually had one at the uh, Roger Tory Peterson a few years back, and uh, what a space that is! I mean, that's gorgeous, gorgeous a place. gem. You know, we're very lucky to have that. Oh here. my God, yeah. I mean, and the the shows that they put on, especially now, are really just fantastic. Um, and um, but that I felt was really important to have. You know, Aldo Leopold on there and. Just the, the quotes that were out there. And, uh, oh, God, what was it? Um, no, I'm not going to remember the quote offhand. Um, but it was what Theodore Roosevelt said when he went to Mather Point at the Grand Canyon as he was making it a national park. Oh, you nice. know, and It's basically the gist of it is man cannot improve upon this, nor should he try. And uh, so yeah, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like, you know, sunset at Mather Point in the Grand Canyon. Um, I've done over 80 paintings in the national parks. Jeez. And, that is quite uh, impressive. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, my kids grew up going, oh, doesn't everybody go to Yellowstone every year? Because <laughs> you know? we went to Yellowstone three times in four years. Wow. You know, and the year that we didn't go, I think we did an Alaskan cruise. Nice, to, you nice. know, to, so that's fun too. I like anybody can go to Glacier National Park. That's Northwest Mon or Northeast Montana, well, Central Montana, we'll say. 
And uh, but uh, to get to Glacier Bay, that's a commitment, <laughs> you know. Like, but man, painting on a cruise ship as you're passing by these glaciers in Glacier Bay, wow, <laughs> wow, that was. And uh, a fun experience was um, the uh, they had to pick up a um, oh god, what's their name? They're a guide. Uh, they usually they they bring you into port. A uh, specific term for it. I'm blanking on it. Anyways, he saw me out there painting, and he sought me out because he was getting ready to retire. And he's like, "I want to buy that painting from you." And uh, because one of my favorite nights sailing, I was it was in front of the Hopkins Glacier, which is a striped glacier. And uh, he was there, and he'd anchored up, and uh, he was spending the night there. And he heard this thunk, thunk, thunk. And he finally said, oh, okay, the high tide has come in. There's pieces of the glacier that are bumping into the boat. I better get out there and make sure I'm not going to sink. And as he opened up the door, he said he saw the most amazing aurora borealis Ooh, of his life. Nice. And he's like, the glacier was calling to him to come see this. You know, and he's like, so I, I want that painting because that's going to just surmise it perfectly. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give you the painting, but you need to take me sailing up here. <laughs> like, it's a nice trade. Know? Yeah, it's an even trade, right? You know, um, but to be able to see the landscape with him from his eyes and the knowledge that he has, you know, I mean, this is a man who gets up and takes over a massive cruise ship you know like and guides it through the waters and i mean he knows that land the water intimately and uh, also to your credit because i think of this a lot with because i feel like it doesn't matter where you live but like that guy sees that stuff all the time i'm sure it's majestic but like you know it's one of those things where like you and i or i always tell people like we live so close to niagara falls i mean it's gorgeous but it's not like you're up there every day like it's not it's just kind of there it's that thing so like for him that's just probably what he sees every day. That was his job. So every it's like day. for him to for it, for it to hit him in that way. I feel yeah. like that like job well done. You, you, yeah, man, it was it was fun. It was kind of cool too because uh, we, we got to talking and he knew my room number. And uh, there was one night where he called the room. He's like, "You're painting this, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally out on the veranda painting this because uh, we were getting a pretty good aurora borealis." And um, I'd missed it the night before. And uh, it was not as good. At, and um, when we saw it, it looked like a city lights from afar. And that's kind of the residual ending glow. But the night that I saw it, man, oh, it was just humming. It was like a, uh, a neon light that somebody turned on high and then was slowly turning out. And it was cool because, uh, you know, I'm out there painting on the veranda and I look out and I see this fog bank. Well, the fog bank looks like a wall of ice. And we're on the inland passage headed towards uh, probably Kamchatka, I think. I might be saying that incorrectly. Um, Ketchikan? Yeah, I think it's Ketchikan. Um, and uh, the, the, the waterway is getting, sh- uh, it's not as wide. And so you'll get these fog banks as there's a temperature differential. Anyways, the first fog bank that we hit, it was about three stories up on the boat. And I was about five stories up. But the coolest thing was you could see the aurora borealis reflected in the top of the fog bank as we're going by. You could actually almost, it felt like you could see the stars reflected on the top of it, like a, an image wow. of them. It was really wild. And then as we're going along, we hit the next fog bank. And that one, because the passage was getting tighter, came probably up to the seventh floor. And, you know, I put my hand out in it. And I was creating all these eddies in the, the fog bank. And I <laughs> felt like I was in a Harry Potter movie. It was wild, you know, because... It was like 
you're you're on a train as soon as it got there it was gone you know and it's just and you just look at it and you're like wow you know we're we're cruising along you know i, I don't know how fast we're going but we're cruising <laughs> you know that's i was wondering yeah with like doing doing that cruise i was like i, I which i i've never been on one b i'm a it seems like it goes slow enough where you could take in a landscape like that. Like, if you're on a train, I don't know that you could uh, take in the landscape so much. Whereas a yeah. cruise seems like that does seem fitting. It sounds like you've done it a couple times now, yeah. taking, oh, the, yeah. taking the advantage of doing that. We've done, uh, we've done a couple. And in fact, on one of the pages, uh, that one, uh, Dominica, um, I was telling you this story a little bit ago. It's uh, one of our favorite islands in the Caribbean. And um, we are cruising away from that. And the Atlantic Ocean is on one side and the Caribbean Sea was on the other. And as I was doing that painting, I, w- I, was, I was doing drawings for it. And then I went into the studio and did paintings from the drawings and photographs. As the island got further in the painting, it's, it really kind of distorts the island because I started all the way at the right-hand side of the painting when we were in port. And then I just kept drawing it as we went further and further away. So it's this weird, elongated <laughs> view of the island. Um, but, oh, my God, it was amazing. The sunset that night was incredible. The, the Caribbean Sea was like glass. There was no nice. wind, you know. And um, it was amazing. We were going to Barbados the next day, and it was a pretty short ride, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 miles. So the boat was going very slow, creating almost no wake. And it was just perfect. Like, I didn't want to leave the deck, you know, and the stars that night were just unbelievable. Um, anyways, it's a pretty dramatic, fun painting. I mean, it, so. it's just, I mean, all the all the stuff on here is absolutely gorgeous. Is there, and I'm, I'm sure maybe it changes, but, like, is there any specific thing in a landscape that you sit, like, stars, clouds, mountains? Is there is there, like, something you feel like is, like, that's the thing that you really like. You like that. That's the one you love doing the most. Is, is there something in the landscape you appreciate the most? You think? I don't know. You know, um, everybody responds to the skies, and I, I, I really, I do focus a lot on the skies, because um, there, there is a lot of drama. But so much of it's about the effects of the sun on the landscape, and if you're in a truly dramatic landscape, um, it certainly is heightened. But. Um, that's the, again the beauty of where we have. We have a lot of subtle things, and um, so many people see the land at sixty miles an hour as they're driving down a highway. Maybe forty miles an hour if they're driving down sixty or Route Twenty, but it's usually about sixty miles an hour. Just even the drive down here tonight from Fredonia to Jamestown. At one point, the sun came out and did this really spectacular thing in the clouds, and I was really tempted to pull over and take a take a photograph because we were driving through a painting that I'm planning to do this spring and I was like ooh maybe nice. it's a sunset painting maybe it'll be a winter scene I don't know you know um, it's fun I work in series like that too where you're same scene but at different times of year um, and it's often just a chance I try to plan it so if I'm driving places I'll hit it at different times of day so I can see this and, and watch it and um, there's a, a number of people in this county who have uh, had me just walk up and they'll hear a knock on the door and be like, hey, uh, I'm an artist. Uh, you got a killer view. Can I, uh, do you mind if I stand in your yard and paint this? You know, and uh, 90% of the time they're going to say yes. <laughs> no, it's but nice. But occasionally you get uh, some people that are like, yeah, no, get out of here. <laughs> like, um, but, and who knows, you might read me in the headlines one day, artist shot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know. I feel like photography, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you may get more of that, like, hey, like, 
can I take a picture of that like there? But yeah, like to be like, can I like paint this? Can I like sit here and paint this? Yeah. It's it's always so much fun, dude. The the landowners, uh, I used to paint up at the place called the Freeman Farm, and it was all the way at the top of the escarpment. It was right before Chautauqua Road turned into a dirt road. And uh, you'd head out towards Bear Lake. You'd take a left onto, mm, I don't think that was Bear Lake, Kelly Hill Road is what it was. And they owned the piece of property that was like at the very top. And so I'd come out and paint, and uh, Mr. Freeman would always come out and say, hey, and we'd have a little conversation. And he, he paid me a really high compliment saying, I don't see the sunset in the same way anymore. And I've really learned to look for it. And occasionally he'll send me a text with a beautiful sunset. And uh, it's always nice to have that connection with him. And um, it's interesting because he could tell me about sort of what he did as a farmer, and he was all organic. And um, I've painted several views of his farm, and uh, I think I've sold all of them. Um, but it's just uh, I really appreciated how he did things and why he did things. And, and the crazy part was he was like a musician. He was, oh, nice. You know, and he, he homeschooled his kids, and he... Um, he basically ran the farm to pay their taxes, to live simply, to pay for college. And, um, you know, the kids graduated from college and he said, oh, I don't really need to run the farm anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, so, you know, it's, he's, a, he's an interesting character. It'd be fun to catch up with him again and see where he's at. It's cool. I'm sure you do meet, like, I mean, just through, like, I know, like, doing this, obviously, I meet tons of people. Like, I'm sure you meet a lot of people in the area just through art, like, that you probably otherwise would not know if you did. Like, that, just even the ends of going and knocking on a stranger's door and going, like, you have a reason for that. Like, I want to paint. You know what I mean? Like, you've had to meet, yeah, I'm sure tons of people in the area just through your art. And there's some, uh, there's some places, like, you'll drive by and I'm like, oh, my God, they're they're finally out in the yard. I'm going to (laughs) stop so I don't have to knock on the door. You know, get permission now. Um. Yeah, no, there's some there's some funny stories that go with that too. There was a, uh, I had um, I was doing a painting. It was a commission, and uh, it was on the cliffs of Lake Erie, and it was looking over at these people's property. And some friends of theirs owned the view that I was painting, and the husband. Uh, I sent him a message and said, "Hey, I'm I'm coming to paint. You know, on I think tomorrow night is the night." And he forgot to tell his wife. So she gets home and there's a strange car in the driveway. So she does what people would do and she calls the police. And so I'm painting and I turn around and I look at this police officer walking up to me with his gun drawn. <laughs> oh my God. You know? And I wow. pull up the palette and the paintbrushes and I'm like, I'm painting the sunset. I'm sorry, I have permission to be here. And, and she goes, No, you don't. And I'm like, no, I do. <laughs> like, wow. And and he's, you know, he puts his gun away and he's like, uh, that's obviously a misunderstanding. And then uh, she has called her husband in the meantime, who is now driving home at like 90 miles an hour up Route 5. <laughs> and I think he got an earful for that one. But you, know. you, you go through a lot for your work. Sometimes. You, sometimes. You know? I, I like it, though. It's neat to like hear hear about that. Because, I mean, like for me, I mean, I, I, and I think I like told you this like when I met you. But, like, I'd love to just – I think we're in a great area to just drive around. Like if you just oh, are yeah. bored – just to go up somewhere, you find random roads, you got these great rolling hills, you got all these places to go, or you got Lake Erie, you got Chautauqua Lake, you have all these different areas, and it's nice because, like, you utilize it. Like, it's not just driving yeah. by it. It's like you can, like, sit there and capture it. I mean, I'm sure that you were just talking about like, even showing the beauty to people in the area because there's people around here I notice who, like, take for granted what we have, and it's like, oh, like, it's gorgeous around here. Yeah. We have all this beautiful landscapes, and 
you know, I mean, getting to the side, just nature and hiking, like all that stuff. I'm like, I don't think people realize like what's around. So, yeah. you know, I love well, seeing showcased. I, I, I think they, they do, but we just, we forget to see it sometimes. And like as an artist, our job is to remind people that, hey, this is important. Slow life down. Take it in. I often say, hey, I stand here for three hours painting the sunset so that you don't have to. You know, I get up to see the sunrise <laughs> so that you don't have to. And that hurts sometimes, you know. And um, But it's just, oh, my God, there's just that magic and the energy that's happening in the morning. And uh, uh, people often ask me, do you prefer to paint sunrise or sunset? And I'm like, no, it's different energies because the sunset you get to paint for two hours before that, that crucial 15 minutes happens sunrise it happens first you're painting in the dark for you know maybe 30 45 minutes and then as it happens you've got to hit it and then 20 30 minutes later it's changed so much that that you almost have to stop and um so but i always say there's always uh, it, when you're painting in the evening you're there's always you're like i should stop painting then 10 minutes go by, and you're like, I should stop painting. And then 10 more minutes go by, and you're like, okay, it is completely dark out. <laughs> like, I really need to stop painting. No, I need to like, stop. I can no longer see anything. But the late glow that happens, you know, it's just uh, so many people. My friend, uh, who, who Pat, who does the photographs of uh, Point Gratchet, he, um, everybody leaves after the sun goes down. And, uh, and yeah, that's the main show, but the afterglow that happens 30, 40 minutes afterwards, the people that hang around and just meander on the beach get a real treat. And um, the cool thing about his thing, again, if you go to his Facebook page, you'll see, um, actually Instagram is probably a better way to, to get to him, but he always does a video of the entire sunset. And so while he's there shooting, he's got his iPhone on a little pod, and he you see the full spectrum of the sun. So for me, that's like cool because you're like, oh, I can see the clouds come in, and I can see that specific moment where the magic happens. Yeah, you know. But the secret is why you got to come to the studio for our trail. Yes, is he doesn't put the best image on Facebook or Instagram. He saves that for Art Trail. So oh, if you want to see that. it, I love you got to come. Which you know? leads us into that. I did want to talk about that. I mean, the Art Trail, if you want to talk a little bit about that, because you are a part of it. Yeah. You, know, you want to like tell people, or who, I mean, maybe they're in the area, don't even know that it exists. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we've been doing this now for geez, 15, 16 years. Wow. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while. I'm one of the founding members. And um, I think this year we've got 25 plus artists maybe with 28 nice um and we have hubs so like i have a great studio and i host two different artists at the studio uh tom janik and pat stokes um in fredonia there's also marcia marins she's a potter and then she has uh nancy nixon and uh three other artists susan mckay was there last year uh, and i forget the other ones um so we're able to cultivate and help the people who don't necessarily have the best studio space. So if you live way out in the country, we found that like you might get 15 visitors the whole weekend, whereas I'll get 80 to 100. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. If you think Chautauqua County, yeah, I mean, if you're closer, if you're in Fredonia or Dunkirk and stuff, versus like even in that in between, like you guys in Westfield and yeah. you know after and stuff, yeah, I could I could see that. So there's yeah, I mean, and so it's it's really how do we enhance this and and give you a taste, and then they can invite you back to their studio so they can see stuff. Um, there is one guy on the trail, and I think he's going to be on it this year. Uh, Junctures, wow, he is a commitment. 
It is a drive. He is on way <laughs> up on a hill in Forestville, and um, but it's so worth it to go there because like he's got these sculptures that are not for sale that he's built just on a whim, just on top of this hill, They're just on top oh, of this, this on good. the back this side of the hill. Already, you're, you're looking at you're overlooking South Dayton. The valley that is, you know, the Conowango Valley, and uh, his view is worth it in and of itself. But then seeing the sculptures where he creates, and then seeing his plasma welder, and then you go into this old barn, and it's just all this stuff that's in there. And um, oh, it's, he's just—it's really funny. I mean, his stuff is very, very whimsical, and um, so he's—he's he's well worth it. But he's a commitment, you know. So what people tend to do—it's—it's it's, uh, Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. Not all the artists have to do both weekends. Oh, okay. Right? So this is the first year we've done that. In the past, we've said, nope, you got to do both weekends. This year, we're going to say, hey, you, we're going to list that, hey, it's not doing this weekend. You have to do Memorial Day, but you don't have to do Labor Day. So people are going to want to look at that and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to hit these studios here, and I might save this for... Labor Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, there's some people who come up and they'll say, I'm only going to do the Westfield artists this year and, you know, maybe Labor Day or maybe next year I'm going to come back and do this. Maybe I'm going to do a couple of wineries and then hit you guys or hit you guys in the morning and do a couple of wineries in the afternoon. You know, there's, and then everybody who has a vacation home here. Um, so many people from Van Buren come out. And with Memorial Day, so many people are up in town opening their cabins up. And they'll go out to a restaurant, they'll see the signs, they'll see the brochures, and then they'll go, oh, you know what, on Sunday I'll hit a couple of the studios, just see what it's about. And then they get in the habit of doing it, and over the course of the years, they will hit all of the studios. Um, there's so much talent in this county. You it know? really is. I mean, really everywhere, but we're trying to give you an easy way to experience it. No, so. I love. I mean, even even just off the art trail, that's a lot of artists. That's yeah. I mean, just for Chautauqua County, and I mean, that's you know, that's just on the art trail. That's not even all the artists in the county. Like, yeah. that's quite amazing. Dude, I mean, we have hundreds of artists in this county. You're not you're not lying. I mean, I'm still you know, I, I knew of many. I feel like before, but after doing this job like the last year of like you know, just talking to more artists and stuff, it's like wow. Even I didn't realize like the amount that was the volume that's and how good too on top of it. Really good stuff as well. Like, really, really good artists. Yeah. A lot of talent around here, for sure. And the thing is, too, um, we're really reasonably priced. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> if you can't find something here to put on your wall, like uh, Pat, again, he did this wonderful thing where he had all of these images that were $20. Oh, nice. And so what would happen is the parents would come in, and they're looking at stuff, and they would literally hand their kid a $20 bill and say, pick something out. And it was like this impulse by, sadly, the 20 is kind of the new 5 or the new 10. <laughs> um, but it was so special because then he'd have like 30 images for them to choose from. And these kids, probably 10 kids, got to pick out their image and whatever. Nice. And it was really special. It was really fun to watch. And it just hit that price point that anybody can afford, really. Well, it kind of gets you too, like people who may like, like children or like someone who's just kind of, I don't know, they're inching their way into the world of art. Yeah. That's that's how you start, probably like a twenty dollar printer, a twenty dollar piece. Like, yeah, that's that's a great way to get. And now, like, who knows? You might influence that child to now. Now that kid might get into art. You never you never know what that can lead to. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's a cool thing. We um, work with a lot of the art teachers locally, and so. Um, 
they will often give their students extra credit if they come out to the art trail. Oh, nice. You know, and they'll say, uh, so the students will come up to us and be like, will you sign the brochure for us so I can prove that you're at the studio? And um, that's really cool, too, because I've gotten actually a couple of art students from that. Like, I teach painting classes out of my studio. Oh, nice. And um, if you want to do oil painting, uh, unless you have a special dedicated space that has proper ventilation, you're not doing that in the colder months. And there's anybody can do watercolors. You can do that at your kitchen table. There's a, a lot of tricks and things, and there's reasons to take classes for that. But oil painting, there's that extra barrier of the chemicals that go with it. You really need a dedicated space. Um, this time of year, I, I have one class a day. By the time the class is over, it's uh, the air is pretty dense in the room. <laughs> we'll say, you know, usually about halfway through the class, we're opening the window and ventilating, and um, I try to teach people how to paint uh, with very minimal mineral spirits this time of year, you know, because of that. <laughs> but when you're working with kids, it's not always. <laughs> but um, the goal is to basically give these kids the opportunity to use oil paints before they get to college. Um, when I was in high school, I won uh, an art award for our city. And then I went on to the regional level, and I won it for the regional level. And then I went on to the state level, and uh, the top three people got scholarships. And I was floored. You know, there's 12 different regions in the state, so there was 12 of us there. And uh, the top three people had obviously been working with professional artists. Um, I mean, this one guy had these abstract paintings that were like, Four foot by six foot. Oh, geez. You know, and this is a high school senior. <laughs> okay, yeah, good point, good point. So one of my goals with teaching the art classes is so that when my kids go in for that art competition, they're going to win it, you know? And um, sadly, none of my art students have, but they've always competed. Um, last year, uh, Fran Wilson got an honorable mention. So that was good, and uh, her stuff's fantastic. And right now she's going to uh, Mecca, which is the main arts institute. Is that right? Main College of Arts. Yeah, I think it's main. Yeah. Anyways, um, and it's just fantastic. When she comes home, she comes back to the studio and creates works, and it's it's fun to hear what she's learning. Nice. And um, so there's also that level of it. We're able to pass on that. I, I very much use a homeschool model where we're all teaching each other. And um, there are no right or wrong answers. There are basic rules to composition, color theory, and things, and we'll discuss that. But a lot of it's just exploring the paint, going and, into uh, seeing what they can do with it. So, oh, that that is really cool. On you know, on the other side too, I wanted to ask you, like with the studio and stuff. Obviously, you, you do the classes and stuff outside of it. Is the studio anything? Is that open to the public? Is that anything people can like if oh, yeah. they're in there? Okay, so this is something if someone's in the area. So if you look at the art trail brochure. Or you look at my website, phone numbers everywhere, send me an email, send me a message, follow me on Facebook, Instagram. It's all keyed to Thomas and Ear. Um, but yeah, in 20 minutes, I can have the studio open. Uh, it might not be as clean as I'd like it to be, <laughs> but I always try to leave it uh, so that I could have somebody call me in the morning and, and you know, in 20 minutes, I could have it picked up enough to, to show stuff. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's fun. It's uh, so yeah, by appointment, and the art trail brochure lists all of that on there. That it's, who is open by appointment, um, who has a very professional business space that is is set up really at a moment's notice, um, and we all want to be as accessible as possible. So nice, nice. 
Um, I mean, as we as we kind of start to like close this out, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot here. I mean, you know, you have the studio and stuff. You teach art. You do classes and stuff. I mean, is all of this? Can we find all this on your website? Where do we oh, yeah. go, where do we go find all everything, Thomas? Where do we go now? Where do we find you? So if you just go to thomasinier.com, and uh, on every single page, it'll be listed. And and uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, um, upcoming shows are listed on every page. Um, it's part of the footer. And then um, the About Me artist has like a whole lot of information on there. But really, it's mainly like image driven. I want you to see stuff. Um, it's one of the fun things is uh, like some people come to Art Trail looking for very specific things and they'll be like, oh, can I see this painting? And I'm like, wow, dude, you dug like <laughs> 10 pages into that website to find that work, which says to me, you looked at like almost every page. Um, like I said, it's a work in progress, too. Um, I'm trying to get everything on there, and a goal is before this art trail, you know, by May, to have it all up to date. But you can ask yourself that question. Is it is it <laughs> truly up to date? <laughs> is it, um, You're busy. You're busy. Yeah, you know, we, you know, artists tend to be jacks of all trades and um, doing a lot of things. So. Yeah, no, no, you really are. Um, I mean, anything, I mean, definitely people go check this out and, I mean, look at look at your art and, you know, come out to a show and stuff like that. I mean, any anything else we should let people know? Anything coming up in the uh, near future? Anything else that... Uh... Um, no, we just had our member show close at the Patterson. We usually have a member show of all of the artists in our organization, which I think is like uh, probably 60 artists now. Ow. We usually have that coincide at the Patterson in Westfield. Um that's kind of the art gallery, the Octagon Art Gallery. Nancy Nixon runs that and does a fantastic job. She's a force. Um, you can see her work on the art trail, too. In fact, she had a painting that came out yesterday that she put it online. Uh, if Most of us, if you follow us on Instagram, and you'll see what we're doing, and you'll know what you're going to see live. But there's a painting that she had that I was like, i got to see that live. That is nice. really cool. And she normally works fairly small, and it, it, was a, it seemed like a large painting for her. And I was like, but there's a... It's kind of a haunting image that made you go, ooh, I want, I want to see that live. I want to see, uh, you know, because things present themselves online in a certain way. And often when you see it live, you're like, oh, it's even better than I, than I expected. That's generally because the whites, when you take a photograph or something, often don't behave properly. They, they often pop. Oh, really? Yeah. They pop way more than they do in reality because it... Uh, cameras often don't know how to deal with the white. Um, if you're a professional photographer, there's a lot you can do to mitigate that, but most people just take a picture with their iPhone because that's generally a pretty good camera. Um, but it's interesting. You'll see the whites don't behave really? often as they should. Yeah, And it's uh, if there's errors in the painting, you can usually, they're pretty glaring. Wow. So, yeah, Stuff I, mean, I would I, never think of. Yeah. I, I, you know, take a picture and be like, I'm going to put that. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to fix that one brush stroke that's a little, you know, a little off. I think what Thomas is saying is you have to see all this art in person. I mean, it's great to see it yeah. online, but you got to come see it in person. Got to come see it in person. <laughs> and that's the beauty. Also, the art trail is free. <laughs> you know, it's, That's always nice. Yeah. You know, and it's just uh, it's a chance to really celebrate the arts at a time of year where there's not a lot going on. I mean. Uh, other than the art trail in downtown Fredonia, Memorial Weekend, tumbleweeds are blowing down <laughs> Main Street, man. But um, everybody who's out is usually doing the art trail, and um, it's kind of fun because it's uh, it's an economic stimulator too. So, 
My advice to people is get some friends, come out, go have a nice lunch in one of the local restaurants, stop by a winery, do a tasting, you know, go visit a couple of artists in the afternoon, and then Sunday, you know, pick who you want to go see and make a nice weekend of it. Yeah, that so. is a, it's a very nice weekend. So, yeah, I mean, people go online, see Thomas's artwork, thomasineer.com. We got the art trail later on this year. You got a while to start planning that. Still got a couple months. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, any, anything else before we close out? I feel like we're pretty good. Nice. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm Anthony Merchant talking to Thomas Anir right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs>